Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Throw off the bat, and even a few days ago, WWE was teasing, come the first Raw of 2024, we are going to get a former WWE champion. Boy, howdy, they weren't lying to us, were they? Also, hello, my friends, and Happy New Year, Happy 2024. And no matter how good your 2023 is, I hope this brand new year kicks all the more butt and you have the best time ever and you go around doing the dance of joy. Also, thank you very much for taking some time and giving it to me, because that's right, we're here at another year and we're still taking the finger of power, shouldn't have done it, and giving the good bits up and the bad bits are down, which we're about to do for day off. Let's go. Michael Cole and Wade Barrow also in the ring, being up this day one Raw, as if it was a pay-per-view premium live event. And then we got this really good video for Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch. I was like, that worked. I'm really excited. You won't believe this either, because they did clash, and do you know who got the victory? None other than Nia Jax. I didn't see it coming. I absolutely love stuff like this, though, because you didn't predict it, I didn't predict it, your mum didn't predict it, maybe because she doesn't want pro wrestling. But sometimes this is just what you have to do, especially when it comes to Becky Lynch. She's like the best loser ever. Whatever that means. Now, she was doing fine at first when she hit a sunset flip bomb and the molly go round of all things when they kind of went on the outside and they started throwing fisticuffs. And as we know, you don't want to get punched by Nia because she'll bust your nose. Turn you into a main eventer. It didn't work at all though, because Bex got out of the way, meaning Jack's punched Rita the ring post. And I sat there, and again, New Year's resolutions, and I was like, this is so unfair to Rita. This is happening to her all of the time, and really it should be a disqualification. So, given it is a brand new year, I would like to introduce to you Rita the ring post rabbit. Now, the rabbit I ordered hasn't turned up, because it was the holidays. So for now, we are using this race from a... <laughs> Funko Pop, but he will vanish soon, and any time this happens in 2024, and Rita gets assaulted, I'm going to show you the rabbit. And you're going, Simon, that's really weird, where you been? Poor Nia couldn't hit anything either, because she went for a cannonball and went right into Barry Barricade, rest in peace, when Lynch was like, right, now I'm going to work over your arm, because of course that would tie into one of her finishes. This summer ended with them fighting on Tina the Turnbuckle, when Nia Jax gave Becky Lynch an avalanche Simone drop, don't worry. I did my research, she is Samoan. Lynch must have come into this, though, with her meter absolutely maxed, though, because she then went back to the top of Tina, and really somebody should have given her a move to do, because instead she went for a flying nothing, Nia Jax clocked to one, dragged her into the corner, gave her the Annihilator, and pinned her for the one, two, three. So I was totally stunned, although this does make Nia feel like a massive monster, and now we can do that classic story of the babyface underdog as Becky Lynch probably comes back, eventually beats Nia Jax, and maybe wins the Royal Rumble, and then goes on to take Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 40. I thought this was a tremendous start to Raw. 
Give me an up. And we kept that coming too because here came Cody Rhodes. And yes, we're going to talk about all that nonsense later too. For now though, he wants to discuss the new year because he's a little bit of a sad panda. He just wants to try and annoy himself, but he can't because of that damn Shinsuke Nakamura. Because Rhodes totally understands how tough Nakamura is in the ring, but after that stupid Christmas tale he did a couple of weeks ago, well, he thinks Shinsuke is a massive goober. This also means Cody Rhodes spent his Christmas season just going, oh, I can't believe Shinsuke Nakamura did that. So no wonder he's mad. Cody Rhodes then decided they should finish this right here, right now, like it was a Daft Punk song, where Nakamura appeared on the big screen. But the thing is, this was clearly an edited video, so somewhere Shinsuke must have been sat in the back and he just pushed play. He thought all of this was hilarious though, because Cody, you're so wound up. And also, I have more bad news for you. You ain't gonna finish the story, because I'm gonna kill you. That is why he's happy to fight, but we shall do it in seven days time. Which means poor Cody, he's gotta sit around for another week just doing it. So yes, admittedly, this did feel like stalling, but I totally understand why. WWE has clearly looked at 2024 and been like, man, we're going to stack up every single Raw. And good, I'm going to watch them all anyway. They are three hours long. Give me the cheese. And you just know this match will be great and Cody will win. <laughs> we'll find out what he is doing over the next few months. Up. They're going to confirm that CM Punk will return next week. When we just got a random Raw Rumble fact, and that is, if Kofi Kingston decides to declare, he will have entered more Raw Rumbles than anybody other than Kane. All things considered, let's absolutely pull the trigger on that record. It was leading somewhere too, because of course we had to have our big tag team match, which also tied into a fortnight ago. It was Kofi teaming with Jay Uso to take on Imperium. I'm just going to tell you straight up, no ups, no downs, here's why. Because as soon as Jey Uso made the hot tag, it was quite clear something was wrong. And as it turned out, poor Giovanni Vinci had taken this massive kick to the head from Kofi. And when he landed on the mat, he also smashed his head into the floor. And he was quite clearly knocked out. And this is why New Wrestling rocks too, because the referee saw all of this. And he said, Jay, back off. He went to make sure the man from Imperium was okay. When he went, right, that's it. Match is over. And you know what, Jay and Kof, you win. Good, because this is absolutely the correct thing to do. And all companies should do this in 2024. Because as fun as it is to get invested in a wrestling match, it's not as important as somebody's health and happiness. The live fans didn't care either. They're smart tamales and they realized what was going on. So they gave them a nice round of applause. And if you want to be the kayfabe police, go and watch a quote unquote real fight. If somebody gets KO'd, you don't continue, it's done. So again, no ups or no downs because there was way more important stuff to this. But I really hope this does set a precedence. Let's protect everybody. That'll be better all around. We really keep treating this like a pay-per-view as well, premium life events. We've got another amazing video for Rhea Ripley versus Ivy Nile, which will happen in about 10 minutes. But before then, we had to make sure the status quo remained the status quo. It's time for Miz TV. Now, I actually fell in love with this right away because the Miz was like, oh my gosh, my guests are going to be the judgment day. <laughs> when who came out instead? It was our truth. So I don't care, man. If you were talking about the best comebacks of the last year, Exhibit A. Truth was baffled because he swore the rest of the team had come out with him, but there was nobody there. So Miz was all like, are you seeing invisible people again? When we actually got a little Jimmy chant. This ties into what I just said. We're going back to the comebacks. I want Lily Jimmy back in 2024. Oh, then admitted this week he was trying to be the PR for the Day of Judgment because nobody likes them and they need to have a friendlier image. When JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio walked out and they were super duper mad about this. 
Of course they were. McDonald also made the faux pas of the night because he was all like, oh, the Judgment Day would never appear on this TV. And I was like, bro, you're actually appearing on it right now. And of course, every time Dominic tried to speak, even though we were in his hometown, he just got booed out of the place. Honestly, we could do this till 2052. I'm always going to enjoy it. Drew thought this was hilarious, and he was all like, listen, JD, you got a bounce, man, because you lost the loser leaves the Judgment Day match, and McDonough had a meltdown. When Miz said something weird, he was like, oh, yeah. Talking about 2023, Dominic, the only thing I remember about you is being spanked by your daddy. Now, listen, we all know what he was saying, but out of context... Oh, a little bit odd. So the Miz absolutely needs more memories, and this is when they all challenge each other to a tag team match. But this our truth He didn't know who he was meant to side with, because, of course, he's in the Judgment Day, but he also likes the Miz, I suppose. The man is great. They got even better because the match did start, and Truth was in the neutral corner. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Once again, he didn't know who the flub to tag. He got so out of control that he was in there with JD McDonough and The Miz at one point. And as JD was holding The Miz, R-Truth did the whole Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels thing. It was like, I'm sorry, I love you. But of course, when he went to punch The Miz, he got out of the way and he hit McDonough instead. Whoops. He then pushed McDonough into The Miz, who hit the skull-crushing finale and got the three. That kind of took me by surprise as well. We're only one day into 2024, and the Miz's record is way better than it was last year. Wade Barrett also had a meltdown about this. He was like, that's not fair. Truth doesn't deserve it. And this was just my sports entertainment for the evening. But I had such a good time. Like, I enjoyed myself, which is the whole point. Otherwise, what are we doing? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. And then I think Raw went NXT. Why not? Because Taylor Carter and Katana Chance were just having a party backstage when Chelsea Green and Piper Niven tried to crash it. Now, this wasn't hard. It was quite literally happening in the hallway. And this was mostly just done so we could hurl a drink into Chelsea's face because that is the character. Listen, now that we are at the start of a brand new year, we need to start taking these tag team titles seriously. We have a bunch of good teams. But yeah, there's a lot of work to do. Let's get to doing this. I then did continue, though, because it was Ivy Nile versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's Championship. Once again, this is just really, really good. And the huge reason for this, too, is because Ivy clearly had decided, well, this is my time to shine and show the world what I can do. And man, did she pull that out 
an awesome performance. We're still with Power 9000 here and was throwing Ivy around for a while, including into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, when Ivy reversed this and she hit Rhea Ripley with a German suplex on the outside. Diesel Ultram in the arse. She then followed up with a DDT and reversed a Riptide into a gut wrench bomb for a couple of one-two oohs. So she was cooking. The Germans also kept on coming and while I never believed she was going to get the victory, I was still right behind her. When she made a massive mistake and I was like, Ivy Nile, why didn't you watch the rest of the show? Because much like Becky Lynch, she climbed to the top of T of the turnbuckle. She went for a flying nothing. So Rhea just headbutted her, which was badass thing I'd ever seen. She hit the riptide and she got the one, two, three. But seriously, you should find some time to watch it today. And these two have great chemistry. Let's run it back. Give me a lap. I also want to point out that they really got the crowd into this too. So kudos to them when... <laughs> WWE decided to troll you. I actually saw some people mad about this, which surely means they'd missed the point, because the big tease about a former WWE champion turned out to be... Jinder Mahal. You can't actually get upset about this. He is a former WWE champion. Stop hindering Jinder. I mean, as the man said too, there have only been 50 WWE champions in the history of this company, and I am one of them. And I was like, you damn right, Jinder, and I'm going to be quiet and let you speak. He also spoke in Punjabi, which got booed, which is always a little bit uncomfortable. But of course, this was all a ruse. It was all a tease, because who was going to interrupt? It was none other than the great one. Here came the flipping rock. This is why it doesn't matter that it was Jinder Mahal, because you can't get bigger than Dwayne Johnson. You should see the reaction when he did come out. Everybody lost their minds. As Mahal had mentioned the Iron Sheik during his promo too, The Rock was like, man, you wait no Iron Sheik. And if Sheiky Baby was here right now, he would wonder who this no good son of a bitch jabroni was. And I was like, yep, here we go. We then got all the foreign menace stuff, which is always a little bit weird in 2024, but The Rock shut that one down. He was like, they don't boo you because of where you're from. They boo you because you're an asshole. Then he came up with his brand new line, which is calling Jinder Mahal a day one douchebag. And he got the left side of the crowd to say day one, and the right side of the crowd to say douchebag. Felt quite sorry for Jinder Mahal. I mean, he just wanted to come out and say some things. We also got, it doesn't matter when Jinder mentioned that he hadn't seen Baywatch, but fair play to The Rock. He was kind of cute with this, because he was like, Haha, don't worry, nobody did, meaning it flopped. Eventually, Mahal rightfully attacked this man, who had come out and basically verbally assaulted him. But of course, The Rock reversed it. He hit a spine buster. He dropped the people's elbow. And man, that's what we got to the good stuff. Because before he did leave, Rocky mentioned that he had to now go and eat, meaning there are a number of things that he could sit on. Because, of course, he could go and sit at the bar. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to fight Seamus and Cesaro. He could sit at a booth. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to take on the commentary team. Or he could sit at the head of the table. I can't lie, because I am a nerd. I basically went nuts. The place lost it too, and this was very well done. But of course, it opens a door for all the speculation, because there are two very distinct pathways we could go. The first is that night two of WrestleMania 40 is going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And what does that mean for Cody? Or there's this other crazy rumor that because the Elimination Chamber is going to be in Australia, in like a 70,000-person stadium... Are they going to do it there instead? If they do, you can take that B pay-per-view premium live event name and chuck it in the bin. Now, personally, I hope we do do that because I'm desperate for Cody to finish the story at WrestleMania 40. And also, what a three to four months that would be. But again, right now, nobody has a clue, so we just need to wait and see. But in terms of what we saw on this episode of Raw, of course it gets an up. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. I'm Dr. Robotnik, and I want this kind of chaos all of the time. 
Uh, it's pretty damn good. When Tegan Knox and Natalia lost to Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. I was screaming at Tegan during this. You have to get away from Natty because she never wins, and now you're, like, infected with her curse. Now, a little bit sadly, I think the time was cut for this, because it only went five minutes, probably because The Rock went long. But otherwise, Shayna and Zoe basically ran through them, then they hit this German suplex Z360 combo, and they got the one, two, three. Now, I presume they will go after the women's tag team titles, and we've talked about this. Let's come up with some really good ideas for them and turn them into a prize. That everybody wants to eat. This was fine though, and it's probably not gonna last long in the memory, but that's okay. Not everything has to be a five-star spectacular. Sometimes something could just be okay. Giving it up. When Raw drew to a close two, and they just had a phenomenal match, because of course it was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship, and I had that small percentage in my tum-tum, I was like, oh my gosh, Drew could win here. I mean he didn't, but I did believe. I thought this was Fabu. McIntyre wanted to kill Seth here too because he was going to Alabama slam him into the still steps. But thankfully, Rollins was able to hold on to the ring skirting. But then he went for a dive. The Scottish warrior was like, nope. And he grabbed him and basically snapped him in two. McIntyre then did a backbreaker because, of course, sometimes Seth Rollins has a bad back and sometimes we're meant to forget about it. But it actually did affect our champion because when he went for the Falcon Arrow, he wasn't able to do it because he was all wibbly-jibbly. So Drew McIntyre actually gave him a Falcon Arrow instead. So he too had built up his meter. We then got an avalanche white noise and the future doc DDT as we got right into the one-two ooze. And I was like, man, Drew is getting a lot of offense here. I smell shenanigans. And I was right, especially when he went for the Claymore and he missed. Ruh -roh. It was almost instantly Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio were here and they had the money in the back briefcase and they had a referee and damn it, they were going to cash in. Now, listen, someone needs to go up to Damo and say, dude, you don't need to come with all this baggage when you are trying to cash in. Just give your briefcase to the referee already in the ring and damn it, make a pin. Certainly though, he did go the long route so Drew McIntyre just claymored the briefcase into his face before he got rid of Dominic. And then we just had the best one to ooh of 2024. <laughs> That's a joke. But he got back in the squared circle. He claimed Seth Rollins and he got the three or he would have done if it wasn't for those meddling kids or the damn ring rope. Now this is a really interesting talking point too because you can go, oh, Seth Rollins got his foot on the rope, but he didn't, Chief. And actually what happened is that Drew McIntyre overextended his pinfall. So now, as Seth has told him a thousand times, Drew... You've got no one to blame but yourself. McIntyre was just furious at this point that so he was going to destroy Seth Rollins into Alan the announce table, but it went very bad for him. Seth was able to reverse it. He pedigree drew McIntyre into that thing, back in the ring, curb stop, one, two, three. That's like, Drew, you're going to be so mad. I want to be around you when you go off. I mean, it's interesting because I don't know where we go with Drew McIntyre here now, and he really could have won the belt, but I trust in WWE stories at the moment. They have restored that faith, so I'm going to be a good soldier and sit back and wait and see. And once again, when you're just talking about the match in general, of course it gets an up. It was one of those bangers. As was this complete day one show, to be completely honest with you. I mean, this is the way to come out and swing in your bat, so it is going to get an up, I tell you. Very, very excited for WWE in 2024. I mean, these first four months alone, they could be all time. Also now, please do make sure you click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for some kind of a show. I don't know. Just support ups and downs as much as you can. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. Let me know what you thought about Raw Day 1 in those comments below. And again, Happy New Year, my friend. We are back on the train, which is clearly out of control. Let's do it. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.